Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. changing the time very soon at the end of this month so so the the the, the times will will harmonize again no problem oh yeah oh, okay when does that happen uh 28 or 29 of march this march okay so like two more weeks yeah okay so we'll start with a short kirtan and today tosi Vallabha prabhu I'll need, I'll need to be going shortly for some Didi Seva. Uh, Tulsi Vallabha Prabhu will continue reading some selections from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the PhD scripture in the Bhakti tradition. So we're very happy to have him with us. And uh, we'll start with a few minutes of Kirtan here. Prishtaya Bhutale, Srimate Bhakti Vedanta, Swamiti Namine, Namaste Sariswati Deve, Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvisesha Shunya Vadi Paschatya Deshatarine, Jaya Sri Krishna.
So Prabhu's I I'm covering some deity services today, so I'll be heading down to the temple. I'll be catching it on the audio. Um, but yeah, we're really fortunate today. We have um, we have Tulsi Vallabha Prabhu who will be leading us in reading and some discussion on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, preparing for the Gorpaning Festival. And uh, we have Bal Gopal on here today too. So we have two Bhakti Shastri uh, Sadaka scholars with us. So whatever questions you have or reflections, please do share. And thanks Tulsi for uh, being available uh, to facilitate today. And uh, nice to see you all, Calvin, Jean, Vijay Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. So, okay, Tulsi Prabhu, please. Uh, please, please uh, yes. So for today's discussion, I thought we can uh, discuss uh, the chapter three of uh, Chaitanya Charitamrit, which talks about the external reasons for the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in preparation for our Gaurav Purnima, in our own ways, we can study. There is also internal reasons, which goes chapter four. Maybe somebody else could discuss that at a later point. So, so we'll be basing mostly our discussion from this chapter three. And then we'll have a, and you know, we're fortunate to have Bhagavad Gopal Prabhu too. So, and all the devotees here. So, we'll recite some Mangala Charan and a few verses, beautiful verses in this chapter. And then uh, <clears throat> we, can, we can discuss. Jai Jai Shri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gaura Bhatta Brinda. Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauravata Vanda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauravata Vanda Omakyana Timirandasya Kyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Hena Tasmai Shri Guravena Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Jutapadakamalan Shri Gurun Vaishnavamshya Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastate Tata Kanchana Gaurangi Rathe Vrindavanishwari Vrishabhana Sute Devi Pranamami Haripi Vanchakalpatarupyasya kripa sindhu vyayevacha patitanam pavanibhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha namo mahavadanyaya krishna prema pradayate krishnaya krishna chaitanya anandane gauratyushe namaha panchatatvatvakam krishnam bhaktarupasvarupakam bhaktavataram bhaktakyam namami bhaktashaktikam Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaurabhatta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare 
Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, <clears throat> in one sense, if uh, if we if if we have read the first chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrit, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami describes he describes the Lord Chaitanya or Chaitanya Charitamrit in few verses. The first. There are several verses that he starts with, and most of the chapters are based, at least in the Adilila section, um, which talks about the spiritual philosophy and uh, understanding of Lord Chaitanya. He bases out of these verses. So in this uh, specific chapter, he refers to the third verse in a sequence of the verses that he describes in the first chapter. And this is a beautiful verse. Uh, <clears throat> it's Adilila chapter 3, verse number 4. Brenda uh, Pataji, should I share it or should I share it, the screen or? Yes, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Could you have? Yeah, I do. I do. So let me share the screen. Okay, so this is a beautiful verse. Everybody can see, I hope, 3.4, Alilila. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in one sense, uh, very beautifully composed by Rupa Goswami, as is quoted from his composition, the Dakta Madhava, a drama composed by him. So we can try to recite together. Anarpita charim chirat karunayavati nakkalau Samarpayito munnato jvalarasam subhakti shriyam Harihi purata sundara juti kadamba sandipita Sadahradaya kandare spurata vasachinandana So this, this is a beautiful verse that Rupa Goswami has composed. Uh, uh, glorifying Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Anarpita, you know, as Sri Prabhupada describes, Anarpita means something which has never been bestowed before. Chiram, formerly. So Krishna, as this chapter unfolds, you know, Lord Chaitanya has appeared. So we're trying to understand what is who is Lord Chaitanya and what is he come to offer, right? When Krishna comes, these two are the questions that are the main questions. Why is Krishna coming and what is he coming to do? So those are, especially when his incarnations come, they have a specific purpose, purpose, right, in mind. Like when Narsingadev comes, he comes for a purpose. So also Varaha, all, all of these incarnations of the Lord, they come for a purpose. And here, Krishna has come in the form, self-same form. Non, Lord Chaitanya is not different from Krishna. So, so he has come for a purpose. So this, this uh, verse, Rupa Goswami explains the purpose. So he says, may the Supreme Lord, who is known as son of Srimati Sachi Devi, be transcendentally situated in the innermost core of your heart. Resplendent with the radiance of molten gold, he has descended in the age of Kali. By his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before, the most elevated mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love. So <clears throat> again, there, there are many reasons why Lord Chaitanya has appeared. 
So this chapter specifically talks about the external reasons. And the next chapter talks about internal reasons or confidential reasons more, more appropriately. So when, when, we, when we try to see, when we say confidentially has appeared for confidential reasons, we can appreciate that Krishna is not something very cheap or rather God is not something cheap. He's, he has so much, so much to offer. At the same time, he has also so much to relish because God is the ultimate enjoyer of everything. So it is, it is perfectly logical to understand that Krishna has multitude of reasons why he appears. And at the same time, he appears, he makes sure everything else is accomplished too. Like, you know, when great personalities, you know, like we, we experience that a, a great personality, even in this material world, when he comes to a, a specific place, which is not his home place, he wants to accomplish many things simultaneously. He wants to meet someone, he wants to do his business, he wants to personally attend to some family matters, right? We also experience like that. So Krishna also has that same purpose. He has a personal intentions, confidential reasons, and also he's got a external manifest reasons as far as this material world is concerned. What is his purpose to, towards the living entities? So in this chapter, we'll discuss some of that. So <clears throat> going back in this chapter, so there are a lot of verses, so we'll try to just summarize it somewhat. So it is uh, beginning of this chapter uh, when Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami mentions this, he explains some of these principles, what we were talking about, how Krishna, when he appeared 5,000 years ago or 5,000 and few hundred years back in, in Vrindavan as a king of Raja, he came to enjoy the eternal pastimes. So Krishna is... Uh, Krishna came, the purpose one of the Krishna came is also linked with the yuga. And in, in every millennium, the Lord appears in his form. And he also has same confidential reasons he appears. And one of the reasons is to enjoy his transcendental pastimes with his devotees. So in this section of Chaitanya Charitamrit, just to get a perspective of how rare this appearance happens, you know, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami goes in length to explain what is a day of Brahma. And, you know, we can appreciate uh, when Krishna comes, it may appear like he just appeared 5,000 years ago, but it is also a very rare thing because a day of Brahma, just like our day as a night and a, and a day, also in a day of Brahma, there is night and a day. And one day of Brahma constitutes of uh, 71 Divya Yugas. So he just gives a breakdown of what is in each Divya Yuga. Each Divya Yuga is just is a combination of a Satya, Treta, Dwapara, and Kali Yuga. Right now we're in Kali Yuga in a seventh Manu and Rain. So each of these four Yugas combined is called one Divya Yuga, right? And like that, 71 of these yugas constitute one day of Brahma. And Krishna appears on one time in that one day of Brahma. So that's pretty rare because you have 71 Kali yugas 
which happens in one man mantra. And out of that one mantra, one mantra, one, one Kali Yuga, Lord Chaitanya comes as himself. Similarly, in one Dwapar Yuga, Krishna comes. So right now, Kaviraj Goswami goes, explains that the current Manu we are is called Vaivasvata Manu. So just more technical detail. And he gives us what is the age of the universe in one sense, how many Divya Yugas have passed. So we have passed 27 times 4,320,000 solar years. So Krishna appeared at the end of Dwapara Yuga. And his main purpose ultimately was to exchange that love. And when we say love, it is primarily exchanged in these four different kinds. One is servitude, friendship, parental affection, and conjugal love. So it's called Dasya, Sakya, Patsalya, and Shringhavar. So these are the ways one can relate uh, or experience the transcendental mellows. So the word rasa means experiencing of some of uh, some kind of a uh, loving reciprocation. That is what the word rasa means. That's what Prabhupada is trying to indicate is transcendental mellows. So sometimes we understand, oh, spirituality is all about uh, trying to becoming free of material suffering. Yes, that is one aspect of spiritual life, but the highest aspect and the real aspect of spiritual life is to develop transcendental love for God. It's like Sri Prabhupada used to give an example that when one, when one goes to a hospital, one get admit, admitted in a hospital and one is in disease condition, there's so many rules and regulations put on him. You can do this, you cannot do this. So for such a person, when he gets out of the hospital, that's, that's it. He feels like, oh, I'm, I am so happy <laughs> because all of a sudden he doesn't have to suffer so much. But the real business begins when he enjoys a normal life, which is he eats what he wants. He enjoys what he wants to do, you know, in the literal sense, he, you know. So, which was prevented before because of his disease condition. So similarly, there is a negative, there is a neutral zero, and there is a positive. So negative is material life on a scale, zero is liberation, and positive scale is the domain of spiritual loving service when exchanges with Krishna. So many a time we see it's part, the liberation is part of the spiritual understanding but it is not the end so on that sense you know there's so many verses here uh, that describe why krishna uh, appears so predominantly lord chaitanya appeared <clears throat> Srila Prabhupada says his appearance of lord chaitanya is both significant and confidential let's discuss this point a little bit because when usually we, you know, in every millennium, Krishna says uh, in Bhagavad Gita, Yada Yada Hidharmasya Klanir Bhavati Bharata, Abhyatana Dharmasya Padatmanam Srajami Yaham. So he says, Srajami means I come. In the fourth chapter, he says, I come when there is a discrepancy in one's performance of dharma, dharmasya klanir. Klani means one is there is a discrepancy because this universe is set in motion for a purpose, right? Everything 
uh, when one joins uh, a university, the purpose of the university is to get educated, to get a degree and come out. Similarly, the Krishna's creation of this material universe, the purpose is not just to live in this material world and enjoy, suffer, rot, <laughs> whatever happens in this material world. He has a purpose. He wants us to graduate out of this material world. And what does graduation means? To come back to spiritual world. For that purpose, he's created this material world where we learn our lessons, where we, where we understand what is our purpose, and we abide to follow that and learn ourselves and come out of that. We graduate out of this. So obviously when we are part of this universe, Krishna wants a curriculum, correct? Nobody joins the university just to get, you know, whatever I want to do, it doesn't work like that. So you have to follow a curriculum. So Krishna's curriculum is you have to follow Dharma. These are the religious principles. If you follow, you graduate. Gradually you graduate. And there are some ways you can do a lot better, but if you perform this way, you can, or if you take better association, you get faster ways to get to the graduation. But also, if you do not use your free will properly, then you will remain in this universe, keep studying the same classes, keep, keep learning the same subjects till you actually understand it. So it's a fair game, you know. Krishna is giving us an opportunity. He's not interfering. He's very fair and also wants us to experience the way we want to. So Krishna established this dharma. Whenever there is the deviation to that curriculum and the teachers or someone who deviates that curriculum of dharma, which helps a living entity to go higher in one's consciousness, he comes back and he established the dharma. So Krishna himself came 5,000 years ago when the world was predominantly dominated by the religious rulers because it sometimes happens we, we experience that in in a, a society if, if a coup gets together they can uh, run their own agenda right they can completely derail the whole purpose of what it is meant for so it, it happens in the material world because everybody's motivations are not to serve krishna so krishna comes and establishes neutralizes those uh, ungodly, ungodly principles, and he establish, and so every age, every millennium, he has to do this, because you know it's it's kind of refresh, because <laughs> he, he his timing is perfect, he times it perfectly because he understands this this material world is is always subject to to uh, change and also degradation, because you know it's kind of something we expect over time. Something is degraded, you know, it degrades, like just like we know the shelf life, right? We have a shelf life of a product. So Krishna also understands this material world as a shelf life. When the, when the living beings are, you know, they are contaminated, they, they degrade from the principles, it has a shelf life. So he has to reset. So he comes every millennium and Krishna came. And in this age, specifically, Lord Chaitanya has come. So this is one of the external reasons why Lord Chaitanya prayed is to establish the religion of this age. And, you know, according to the, according to the level of the students, according to the level of the living entities who are occupied in this universe, 
the curriculum that he establishes also is very different. His, his establishment of religion for Dwapara Yuga is very different compared to what he established you know, in Kali Yuga, just because he wants to help us. So this is, this is the kind and compassionate nature of Krishna is he wants to help us to pass this examination, to graduate and come to his loving devotional service. So in this, in this age, it is described in this verse, nice verse, uh, Lord Chaitanya says, I shall personally inaugurate the religion of this age, Nama Sankirtan, the congregational chanting of the holy name. I shall make the whole world dance in ecstasy, realizing the four mellows of the loving devotional service. So if you ever wonder why Hare Krishna devotees chant so much Hare Krishna, this is the reason, because this is the religion of the age. If, they, if we are able to practice this day in and day out, this is the perfection. This brings the perfection in us. Just like uh, one may go to a medical store, there's so many med medicines are authentic. Every medicine is authentic, but we just don't go and just take one medicine and say, I just, I'm gonna try this today. I'm gonna try this medicine today. So there's a prescription also given for this patient, this medicine. So when we take that medicine of that age, it works. So Sam Sankirtan is specifically designed for this age consciousness of the people and the conditioning of the people. And it is uh, Lord Chaitanya has come to personally inaugurate, but still because people in, in this age are, we all have experience. We, though we have been given something which is higher since there's so many distractions and there's so many uh, improper ways of uh, performing it. There are no, there's no clear benchmark, right? Krishna says, surrender to me. So how do I qual quantify that surrender Krishna's, what Krishna is saying? Who is the benchmark I have to follow? For that Krishna, uh, Lord Chaitanya said, I shall accept the role of a devotee and I shall devote, teach devotional service by practicing it myself. So this is the, one of the most important principles Lord Chaitanya has come. So many of the time we, on our altar, we worship Lord Chaitanya and Nityananda. They have taken a role of a devotee. They're teaching us how to, so whole, teaching us how to perform devotional service by their own examples. And Lord Chaitanya by his own examples has shown how to chant the Maha Mantra, how to serve devotees, how to worship the form of the Lord, and how to perform all devotional aspects properly. So Srila Prabhupada says in very nicely here, <clears throat> no one but the Lord himself can teach the highest form of devotional service. Therefore, when the Lord took place, the incarnation of Kali Yuga to spread the glories of chanting Hare Krishna, the system of worship in this age, he also distributed the process of devotional service performed on the transcendental spontaneous love. So this is something Lord Chaitanya is unique. Remember, we just discussed his appearance is confidential as significant. So usually when Krishna appears, he doesn't necessarily give the, all that detail of uh, what, what aspects of devotional uh, service are available for us. 
means he checks our qualification, right? If you're qualified, you get this. If you're not qualified, I'm not going to give something which you're not qualified for. And that's how Krishna approaches. But Lord Chaitanya, in this age, he comes with a, a bigger package, a bigger package, which even for many of us who are undeserved to understand some of these concepts and what to see, experience and, and relate to, still he offers it, which is how one can spontaneously uh, relate in love with Krishna. We, we have no, we, first of all, we don't have love for Krishna and we don't want to love Krishna. That is the situation of the material world. But Lord Chaitanya is, is giving just by chanting Hare Krishna, I will preach by my example and offer them highest devotional service. So that verse we just described, Radha Leela, Rupa Goswami is glorifying. That's why by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before. And the highest of that is the mellow of conjugal love. So we have a tendency, something which is very, very high, we take it to the lowest. Okay. That is the nature of the material world. It, is a, it, it, can, it can pervert our understanding to the lowest. So because we have so much, so many uh, people in this world are not qualified to receive the highest uh, mellow of conjugal love. What we see in our experience is also people misappropriate or misrepresent this, this principle. So that's why we see many people, oh, they act in something, you know, immoral ways and say, oh, this is, this is Lord Chaitanya's teachings, but no. When, though, though Lord Chaitanya is offering it, but still we, we are supposed to work towards that. So Rupa Goswami, that's why he's saying, this is just his cosmos mercy. And uh, there's, there's many reasons why Lord decides to do that, but uh, ultimately it's his causeless mercy. There's no really cause. So, <clears throat> where am I? Different chapter. Oh, this is chapter one. So, okay. So that, that's why Krishna is described. Uh, he describes that I'm coming to teach by my own example. And Shri Prabhupada makes this a uh, very good principle is also, uh, he explains in the next verse is, unless one practices devotional service himself, he cannot teach to others. This conclusion is indeed confirmed to the Gita and Bhagavatam. So even if to, to have to explain what is devotional life, we, we ourselves have to practice it. We ourselves have, to, ourselves have to develop the understanding what is devotional service, even before we teach others. So this is a very important principle that Lord himself has taught us. First practice, then preach, uh, <clears throat> then teach others how to practice it. It's a simple thing, but you cannot, that's, that's why Srila Prabhupada, many times you, you see in Srila Prabhupada's comments, he was very heavy in criticizing somebody who wrote a commentary and Bhagavad Gita and gave his own conclusions. He said, the whole scripture of Bhagavad Gita teaches to perform devotional service. And if somebody does not perform devotional service, but teaches to people, well, this is what I think Bhagavad Gita means. Actually, it's the biggest disservice. Because when we practice the 
devotional service, we understand what is the spirit that the author has put into that. So Krishna had a purpose for which he puts uh, he put his words and instructions in Bhagavad Gita. But when we practice, as the Bhagavad Gita itself says, Bhaktiya Mama Bijanati, by performing devotional service, you understand me. Then one can explain that. So Shukrapad said that unless one practices, one cannot preach. Krishna says the same thing, unless one practices, one cannot understand. So this again, the same principle Lord Chaitanya wanted to show it by his personal example. So that's one reason why Lord Chaitanya came is to, to reestablish religion and, and especially by, by, by uh, sharing the glories of the holy name for this age, which is the religion of this religion. But religion for this age, at the same time, he also gave something higher and deeper understanding. So <clears throat> there is, that's one understanding that is described here. And uh, one may say, well, how do we know that Lord Chaitanya is the incarnation for this age? Yes, he's come and chanted Hare Krishna and taught about this. How do I ascertain that? So Krishnadas Gaviraj Goswami goes in length to establish that, yes, one cannot be called as an incarnation unless it is scripturally verified. One cannot be just an incarnation just because one understands philosophy or one chants very nicely. One does not become an incarnation or one does some amazing feats or mystical abilities. One does not qualify to become an incarnation. The quality of first and foremost quality is he should be scripturally verified. So Kaviraj Goswami goes very detailed establishing how in different ages, uh, different incarnations have specific features, bodily features, colors, and activities. These are the ways one can judge. So one of the activities, uh, one of the colors is, is blackish color. So Krishna appeared in the blackish color and one is the yellow golden uh, golden color and that is referring to the Lord Chaitanya. And also it is described Krishna, uh, Lord Chaitanya is coming Krishna Varnam Trisha Krishnam Sangopangasta Parshadam Yajnay Sankirtana Prayer Yajanti Sumedha. So it is described in 11th Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam that this incarnation doesn't come to destroy people destroy ungodly demoniac influenced people, but he gives to uh, establish the Sankirtan movement, what we just discussed. So at length, Kaviraj Goswami gives a de description of how certain bodily features, how certain, uh, how does he appear, how does his face, all these are explained in the scriptures, that certain personality, when he appears as he's called an incarnation, he needs to qualify, he needs to fit this understanding. So it is described uh, and, and Kaviraj Goswami quotes many, many verses from different scriptures, Srimad Bhagavatam, Mahabharata, and many past, uh, places where he established how Lord Chaitanya is actually Supreme Krishna. So one of, one, the, one of the verses which I just quoted, Krishna Varnam Dusha Krishna, is from Srimad Bhagavatam. It describes, is Krishna Varnam so he gives a how what how we understand that he, he always says the name of the word Krishna 
like that he explains and also akrishnam is also means he does not is not blackish krishna by word means black so in this age uh, he comes but he's not like krishna he does not look blackish blackish in the literal sense not uh, black and white of this color <laughs> of this world but blackish is a spiritual color of krishna which is uh, Ganesham, which is described as the blackish hue of, of the rain cloud, transcendental rain cloud. So, so that is uh, being described here. One of the reasons how we can judge a personality. And one more principle that Kaviraj Goswami gives for appearance of Lord Chaitanya is these two principles. Yes, he comes to establish religious principles. And also, he, ex he came for the purpose of uh, spreading the holy name to give the special uh, mercy of understanding the transcendental mellows, especially the four rasas. But more importantly, Krishna is, comes to reciprocate with the devo devotional uh, uh, Krishna comes to reciprocate with his devotees. So many times we read in Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita that when Krishna appears in various incarnations, his primary motivation is to exchange love with his devotees. So when Hiranyakashipu in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam was, was per performing all kinds of uh, religious activities and torturing so many people, he was trying to attract Krishna by trying to force him to come and Krishna wouldn't come. But when Prahlad Maharaj was asked this question, is your Lord is in this pillar? And Prahlad Maharaj said, yes, he's in this pillar. He's everywhere. He's also in this pillar. And just Krishna to, to, to authenticate the words of his devotee, to reciprocate, yes, I am obliged to my devotee only. Satyam vidhatu nijavritya bhashitam vyaptum cha sarveshu akileshu chatmanaha. So it is described he was, Krishna was, is everywhere, but he's also in the pillar just to prove that point because it is being spoken by his devotee and to reciprocate that uh, uh, that uh, aspect, but that, that, that's what being discussed by Prahlad Maharaj, he appeared. And part of it, he also uh, he also took care of Narsingadev. So, so primarily Krishna did not appear to kill Narsingadev because that, that, that didn't deserve Krishna's appearance. But to reciprocate Prahlad's uh, feelings of that Krishna is in this pillar, I will come. Yes, he has, he's mentioned me, so my, I have to fulfill my... And my, that, that's, that becomes my obligation. So Krishna comes for that purpose. So also, even though there is so many reasons for Krishna to come, one of the strong reasons is Krishna came or Lord Chaitanya has appeared because of Advaita Acharya. So we have gone discussing about Advaita Acharya a few weeks back. And Advaita Acharya, he, he, he was observing the condition of the society. I mean, this was 500 years back in uh, Navadvip. I mean, today we can only feel what it is like here at Vaitacharya would have been surprised, but, but 
at that time, people were so, so against worshiping Krishna. They wouldn't even chant the name of Krishna. Once in a while on a blue moon, they would just say, oh, Pundari Kaksha. <laughs> but in general, they would never take the name of Krishna because they thought it is not necessary. They were very proud. So for a devotee, it was painful. Advaita Acharya and all the devotees, they were, uh, they were lamenting, not because they had something that they were in need, but they were actually seeing the condition of the people. You know, sometimes when we see some people suffering and you know the solution, but that person doesn't know the solution, you do not know what to do because you try to tell them, doesn't work. You try to force it, doesn't work. It just goes the other way around. So Advaita Acharya teaches us by example, at these times we pray to Krishna. So Advaita Acharya, even though he was Mahavishnu himself, he prayed to Lord and he read this one beautiful verse from Gautamiya Tantra. This verse says, if one offers the holy water of Ganga and a leaf of Tulsi to the Lord with devotion, then the Lord is purchased by the devotion. And he offers himself. Vikrinite swaatmana means he offers himself. <laughs> we are thinking how I can offer to Krishna, but here is the here is a tip of how we can uh, how we can have Krishna towards us. So Advaita Acharya understood this verse. Oh, so if I just offer a simple leaf and a Ganga water, I can purchase Krishna because he's moved by devotion, right? So so one has to perform with devotion. Then Krishna offers himself and he fulfills all the desires of that devotee. So Advaita Acharya with great feeling of love and compassion and devotion. At the same time, he was, he was uh, fully devotion, uh, had a devotional feeling and he worshiped Lord with these Tulsi leaves in Ganga water. He worshiped his Shalagravshila with so much intensity in prayer that that prayer reached the spiritual realm. The prayer passed throughout the spheres of this material realm and, and it entered the Golok Vrindavan when Krishna said, oh, I'm appearing. So now I will appear in the land of Navadvi because my devotee Advaita Acharya has summoned me out of love. So I don't have. So this is the nature of Krishna that when a devotee, even one may not necessarily be like the stature of Advaita Acharya, even when any devotee who offers anything with love, uh, he's bound by that love. Even the simplest item like a water and a leaf. So how do we know that? So we may question, well, I'm not like Advaita Acharya, so I don't know if Krishna will appear if, my, if I do similar thing. No. Bhagavad Gita actually says that. Krishna himself says in Bhagavad Gita, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam Yome Bhaktya Prayachati Tat Aham Bhakti Upakrata Asnami Prayatatmaha. So Krishna says in the ninth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, if you just offer water, leaf, a flower, simple items with devotion, I accept them. So he is willing to accept and give reciprocate with the same love. But the difference is our love for Krishna may be very tiny, but Krishna's love towards us can flood us, can completely satisfy our heart. So no matter where, whatever situation, 
we can learn from this example of Advaita Acharya is we can change. If you want to make the real change, we can connect to the source, the root of that our, our essence, which is Krishna. And through that, Krishna appears in this realm and he's able to fully accomplish all the fully fulfill all the desires that we want. So this is one of the reasons, one of the uh, ex external but important reason why Lord Chaitanya chose to come is because he was pleased by the devotion of Advaita Acharya. So even though Krishna comes in a timely way, still is accessible in the form of the holy name. So the same principle when we chant, Shabrapa said when we chant with love and devotion, so Krishna also appears in the form of his holy name on our tongue. So it's very non-different. The principle is the same thing. And the same, if we apply the same principle and try to serve Krishna like that by chanting with love, Krishna also appears in our heart and tongue. So what Goswami says, he dances on the tongue and he dances, comes into our courtyard of our heart. So there's a beautiful verse that, uh, uh, that, uh, Rupa Goswami is compared in, as far as the uh, name of Krishna, how how powerful the name of Krishna is. Uh, the two syllables Krishna, when he, he says, when I chant, I desire thousands of tongues and thousands of ears. And this, when that holy name enters into the courtyard of my heart, so beautifully poetically says, it enters, then it stills my mind. By nature, the mind cannot be stilled. <laughs> we try to do anything, the mind is always trying to run away. It's called chanchala, right? So we've experienced this. But when we bring Krishna in the form of holy name, it stills my mind. So I'll try to find that verse, beautiful verse. Uh, it's described like that. So it, the translation goes like this. I do not know how much nectar the two syllables Krishna have produced. When the holy name is chanted, it appears to dance within my mouth. We then desire many, many mouths. When that name enters the calls of the ears, we desire many millions of years. And when the holy name dances in the courtyard of the heart, it conquers the activities of the mind. And therefore, all the senses become inert. So when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard this verse, he embraced Rupa Goswami because he really appreciated. He captured the essence of the, the power of the holy name as non-different from Krishna. So this, this comes in the later part of Chaitanya uh, Charitramrita Antalila, but you know we just start we will discuss that point. So, anyway, so that's a little su quick summary of this chapter. Why Lord Chaitanya appeared? One of some of the ex uh, ex external reasons why he came. Though, though these are all the reasons. He's he's called Chana Avatar, confidential. Means he's not directly. It, one cannot directly find a direct reference in the sense he's there's directly there, but still, unless one is fortunate and unless one receives the mercy, one cannot understand. 
also. So he covers himself. It's called Chanavatar. Uh, so even though Vedas very eloquently, Srimad Bhagavatam describe him still, uh, he's very confidential. He covers himself because primarily because he wanted to come in the role in the guise of a devotee to teach. He did not come to establish himself as the Lord himself. But at the same time, when Lord comes, still his pure devotees are able to recognize him. So he, he becomes uh, he becomes helpless in front of his pure devotees. The Lord is, uh, is, cannot hide in front of his devotees. That is his weakness. So one time after the Rasa dance with Radharani, was when all the gopis were trying to find Krishna, or one time, it's not during the Rasa time, but Krishna manifested his four-handed form, Narayan, in front of the gopis. And the gopis, oh, saw and bowed down and went and went away. When Radharani came, Krishna had a struggle to keep his four-handed form. He was losing his four-handed form and he would just manifest his Krishna's form. He was trying to hide, but in front of the Radharani's love, his tricks did not work. So that's uh, one principle. Krishna cannot hide himself in front of his pure devotees. So his pure devotees, even though Lord appears and he tries to conceal, they can always find. So that's how he's described. You know, so all these pure devotees have come. We've read this morning a little bit about this. All these devotees have appeared in different different places around the Navadvip area, Advaita Acharya, Gadadhar Pandit, Shivas Thakur, uh, Vakreshwar Pandit. So many Narasimha Brahmachari. We've read so many names. There are unlimited people have come. These are all the associates of the Lord. And why have they come? To assist in his pastimes to assist in establishing these principles. Just like when a, when a president of a country comes to a city, all the associates are sent to prepare for his visit. To, to, because the president has a purpose, they want everything to be perfectly uh, done. So they come to assist in his, uh, in his pastime. Just like when Krishna appeared, all the demigods, some of the demigods appeared in the Yadu dynasty to assist his pastimes. So similarly, all these associates, associates of the Lord, Advaita Acharya, and etc., etc., so many associates throughout Chaitanya Charitamrita, we read their names. They've appeared to assist Lord Chaitanya in his, in his transcendental pastime uh, when he appeared. So these are some reflections in this chapter. Any, any further comments, questions, or, you know, I really try to just give a very quick snapshot, but it's worth the read, the whole chapter. And there is, this is just the external reasons. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami next verse, he goes to the explaining one more verse, describing the internal confidential reasons of Lord Chaitanya pastime. So maybe if someone else can go over that, uh, but any other reflections or thoughts or questions, comments? Bal Gopal Prabhu, would you like to add anything? Or Randa Mataji or Vijay Krishna Prabhu? Well, I was just uh, thinking, I really like the this uh, analogy of Lord Chaitanya as, a, as a, being like a lion and how there's that prayer that, well, praying may that lion 
enter into my into the hearts and in um i think it's 30 and 31 31 let's can i please find it yeah <clears throat> okay that's the lion like lord chitin has appeared in navadweep he has shoulders of a lion the powers of a lion and the loud voice of a lion may that lion be seated in the core of the heart of every living being thus with his resounding roar May he drive away one's elephantine vices. Yeah, very poetic. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's such a nice visualization. Also, this that um, this prayer that he, you know, oftentimes I I think that it's like our job to pull the weeds of the anartas in the heart, and um, and then you know devotional service does does its own has its own effect, but here it's interesting because with the presence of Lord Chaitanya in the heart, then all the vices, they are driven away, so it's just an amazing, amazing prayer. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Tulasi Vallabha Das Prabhu? Yes, Prabhuji. Um, uh... Please accept my humble obeisance and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Uh, thank you for too. your thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank you for your class. And can you give me on the screen again the, the verse? Uh, which verse uh, is the verse which we just discussed? The the one who finishes with he came, Lord Chaitanya came to give us uh, conjugal love. This one right here, right? Yes. Uh, so if I may uh, uh, quote, may the Supreme Lord, who is known as the son of Srimad Shasi Devi, be transcendentally situated in the innermost core of your heart, resplendent with the radiance of molten gold. He has descended in the age of Kali by his godless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before the most elevated, elevated mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love." And quote, uh, Prabhu, my question is related to the very ending, if I may, uh, of this verse. Uh, Go ahead, uh, the, most, uh, the most elevated mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love. This, I think this is a technical question related to, to Lord Chaitanya's mission for this Kali Yuga. Um, his movement will, will prolong uh, 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 for more 9,500 years, more or less. And the, one, the, one, the ones who, who, will become, who become followers of Lord Chaitanya, um, um, uh, uh, is it that these followers of Lord Chaitanya are already placed in this mellow in, in relation to the execution of pure devotional, pure devotional service? Is it that uh, all the followers of Lord Chaitanya, since Lord Chaitanya started his movement 534 years ago in India, uh, in Navadvip, is it that all his followers 
uh, until the end of his golden age uh, for more 9,500 years. You see that all his followers are um, placed uh, in relation to the execution of the devotional service in this metal of conjugal love, or is it that Lord Chaitanya will remove um, uh, people, uh, devotees, for example, who worship Lord Rama to begin to worship Radha and Krishna uh, and, the, and the conjugal love exhibited by Radha and Krishna. What is the, what is the after effect of becoming a follower of Lord, Lord Chaitanya if I am already uh, a worshiper of Lord, Lord Rama, for example? Thank you, Prabhu. So you're welcome. So Lord Lord Chaitanya, though he is, as the words described, he came to offer the highest, but it also he came also to offer other four mellows too, as this verse describes. He he came for to offer the servitude, friendship, and parental affection and conjugal love. So these are the different ways where a living entity. Uh, in his perfectional stage of devotional practice, service, devotional service, is able to reciprocate with Krishna. So everybody not necessarily may be in conjugal love with Krishna. Some, some of them are maybe in a friendship with Krishna. Some have, may have parental affection. So, for example, uh, one of, uh, we have Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, right? They had a brother also, Anupam Goswami, right? Uh, or Vallabha, we also call Vallabha, but, or Vallabha. So he was not necessarily uh, worshipping uh, Krishna. He, he had a lot more affection to Lord Ramchandra, and Lord Chaitanya uh, did not discourage him. He, he encouraged him to practice. Also, Murari Gupta, in his, in his uh, original form as Hanuman, he is Hanuman himself, and Murari Gupta also is an associate of Lord Chaitanya. So he has come to assist Lord in the past times, but though he he was associate of the Lord, still he worshipped uh, Lord Ramachandra. So Lord Chaitanya did not uh, only come to give a conjugal love only. Though he came to give conjugal love, which is the highest rasa, uh, which is not offered before. That's what Rupa Goswami is glorifying. He's not glorifying that uh, that he's not giving other rasas, but he's all he's come. He has come to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before the mel of conjugal. So in previous uh, uh, incarnations, uh, when Krishna's incarnations have appeared, uh, they have not accessed. They have not. Uh, people had did not access to this of conjugal love because only Krishna has performed his pastimes in these mellows and all his incarnations when they come typically it's in servitude it's in the parental affection we see or sometimes uh, in in dasya rasa we see you know all the Ram, lord ramachandra's pastimes but uh, no incarnation have come to give this so easily and freely but lord chaitanya has given access for all those souls who are naturally inclined to that by their own spiritual nature access to that. That makes uh, sense? Uh, uh, oh, com completely, Prabhu. Thank you very much for your wonderful answer. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
Valgopal Prabhu, would you like to add anything or Sister Krishna Prabhu on that point? Anybody would like to anything else? I, I guess if not, we could go to the next part. Uh, Balgopal typed something in the chat. Oh, sorry, I did not. Uh, it was checked. Oh, so one one question is: Is it okay to have it more attractive to Lord? Chaitanya and then Lord Krishna. Then he said, I praise Goranga when he appears, secret prema manifested in this world by holy name, which was not attained by absorption karmas, not by austerities, meditation, or yoga, not understood by renunciation philosophy or praises, and not even by persons worshiping Govinda, Chaitanya Chandamrita, text four. Regarding, uh, thanks for that uh, quote, Prabhu. Regarding uh, your reflection, is it okay to have more attraction to Lord Chaitanya than Lord Krishna? Uh, I would think yes. <laughs> There's no difference between Lord Chaitanya and Lord Krishna. They're one and the same. So, uh, so the fun is having attraction to Lord Chaitanya, then uh, that is perfect. And in fact, we see in the life of Shiladada Stakur, <clears throat> when he was ready to in his body, he, he asked Lord Chaitanya to place his lotus feet on his heart and he repeatedly chanted Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Shri Krishna Chaitanya. So, and he attained supreme perfection. So, <clears throat> according to one's uh, natural affection, uh, one can chant. But also, Lord Chaitanya himself uh, taught us to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. By his own example, he has come to teach. So uh, one, one should also follow that. It doesn't, so Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati says that even though the names of Nitai and Chaitanya are not different from names of Krishna, in fact, they may be more easy because they don't take any offenses. By chanting that name, one can achieve perfection a lot easier, but still we we chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra because that's what Lord Chaitanya wanted us to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. But in principle wise, yes, it's the same. Uh, there's a bit, what is that beautiful verse that Narutam Das Thakur quotes? Uh, that Lord Chaitanya and Nityananda are not different than Krishna and Balaram. So yes, one can have attraction to Lord Chaitanya. Thank you, Prabhu. Or would you like to add anything on that? Hare Krishna. Okay, so on the Mataji, we can chant Hare Krishna or something. Yeah, usually usually we do kirtan now, but Krishna uh, Prabhu is on the altar. Or would anybody like to say anything more on this chapter or some something in this context? Are we? Uh, 
or I, I think I'll leave it to Brenda Sundari Mataji. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually we conclude with Kirtan. I don't know if it looks like, uh, yeah. Anyways, I lost my Kirtan partner for the evening, so we might have to. We, we, we can chant one uh, Vaishnav Bhajan if you're okay. You you for will? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I gotta figure out what. You want about Lord Chaitanya? Yeah, we can uh, sing a Parama Karuna. We can. Oh, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I try to Google it because I can. Huh. Parama Karuna. This is the song by Lochan Das Thakur. We can just recite and just read translation. Okay, everybody can see it. I'll just. Yeah, it's kind of small. Yeah, button. So this is composed by composed by Lochan Das Thakur, uh, on called Sri Gaurnitiandrai. So we can chant. Paramakaru, Paramakaru na nitai Gaurachandra. Bajo-bajo-bhai-chaitanya-nitai-sudrida-vishwasa-kori Bajo-bajo-bhai-chaitanya-nitai-sudrida-vishwasa-kori Vishaya-chadiya-sera-se-majiya-mukhe-bolo-hari-hari Vishaya Chadiya Sera Semajiya Muke Bolo Hari Hari Deko Ore Bhai Tribhuvani Nai Imona Doya Latata Deko Ore Bhai Tribhuvani Nai Imona Doya Latata Pashu Paki Jure Pashana Vidhare Shuni Jara Gunagata Pashu Paki Jure Pashana Vidhare Shuni Jara Gunagata Samsare Majiya Rohili Poriya Sepade Nahilo Asha Samsare Majiya Rohili Poriya Sepade Nahilo Asha Apana Karama Bunjaye Samana Kohoye Lochana Dasa Apana Karama Bunjaye Samana Kohoye Lochana Dasa Parama Karuna Pahutu Ijana Nitai Gaudachandra Parama Karuna Pahutu Ijana Nitai Gaudachandra Sabu Avatara Sarashiramani Kevala Ananda Kanda Sabu Avatara Sarashiramani Kevala Ananda Kanda 
ಪರಮ ಕರುಣ ಬಹುದು ಈ ಜನನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಚಂದ್ರ ಪರಮ ಕರುಣ ಪಹುದು ಜನನಿತ ಗೌರಚಂದ್ರ ಪರಮ ಕರುಣ ಬಹುದು ಈ ಜನನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಚಂದ್ರ ಪರಮ ಕರುಣ ಪಹುದು ಜನನಿತ ಗೌರಚಂದ್ರ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ಗೌರ ಹರಿ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ಗೌರ ಹರಿ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ಗೌರ ಹರಿ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾಂಗ ಗೌರ ಹರಿ ಜಯ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ ಜಯ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ ಜಯ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ ಜಯ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ ಜಯ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ ಗೌರ ಹರಿ ಜಯ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ ಗೌರ ಹರಿ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ 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 ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ the two lords vitai gaurachandra are very merciful they are the essence of all incarnation the specific significance of this incarnation is that they introduced a process of chanting and dancing that is simply joyful my dear brother i request that you just worship lord chaitanya and nityananda with firm conviction and faith if one wants to be krishna conscious by this process one has to give up his engagement in sense gratification one simply has to chant hare krishna hari hari without any motive my dear brother just try and examine this within the three worlds there is no one like lord chaitanya or nityananda lord nityananda their merciful qualities are so great that upon hearing them even birds and beast cry and stone melt but lochandas regrets that i am entrapped by sense gratification since i have no attraction for the lotus feet of lord chaitanya and nityananda or nityananda then yamaraj the superintendent of death is punishing me by not allowing me to be attracted by this moment uh, to uh, to prabhu please give us the address of this website okay i will just send you you can copy it uh, just chat to the chat window so there is all budgets there's so many beautiful budgets i just sent it oh oh thank you very much thank you very much and there is propats purports to it propats different purports propat was very yes, fond of, of this song so it's also a version of propat singing so thank, thank you, you very, very much she gornit yarand ki jai jai shila propad ki jai thank you very much bye Thank you very, very much. Haribo.